Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is awesome to talk to you on Spits and Suds after the Dallas Stars take down the Seattle Kraken and tie the series at one. Hello, everyone. I'm Gavin Spittle, joined by two-time Stanley Cup champion Craig Ludwig. And looking over the stats, Mr. Ludwig was a plus 31 in the NHL playoffs with 29 points, four goals, 25 points. Hmm. Who'd have thunk that? <laughs> uh, 244 penalty minutes. Yeah. I, uh, I was a little bit better at one end of the rink than the other. <laughs> I mean, plus 31's good. That's what happens when you have good goalies. Yeah, yeah, 177 games. Yeah, it's all about goaltending. Okay, but this is this is kind of fascinating. Can you, you know, all these years later, you're still a young pup, but all these years later, can you remember those four goals? The only one I actually remember because it was probably brought up the most was the goal that Went in off about three people uh, in 99 when we were playing uh, Buffalo. Um, and I had gone some ridiculous amount of games in, in between goals. And and <laughs> and not that I ever listened to that much. And I, well, I never listened, to be honest with you. I think it was the next day somebody, well, naturally, everybody at the bar brings it up. I mean, it was 160 games since you scored your last goal in the playoff. I don't know what the number was, but. <clears throat> so yeah I, you know what the good news for me is i never i was never in a position to worry about them so i never got a hung up on what you have and what you don't have was that was that at the odd or was that at the forum that was at not yeah that no that was that reunion oh okay 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 all right i i think i did say in 99 didn't i gavin I you did you did my bad okay <laughs> something happened that year right Okay, uh, yeah. so let's talk about Reunion for a second. Um, was that one of your favorite places to play? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, um, I loved it in Montreal and, and, you know, in Dallas. I mean, it's, you know, the thing about um, when we came to Dallas, and I think I've probably said this before, I mean, they, you've heard the saying, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And I, I do believe in that and 90% of the things that, that happened in your life. But I think when, when we as a group came to Dallas, um, you know, it, 
it wasn't a well-known sport. I mean, to say the least. So when people started going to games, they're like, man, you ought to see these guys running around and hitting and fighting and all this kind of stuff. And if you did some of those things, you know, you were, you were probably more popular in the beginning uh, of when we were first here only because they really didn't, they didn't understand what Mike Madonna actually did. And then it didn't take him long to figure out Mo was the guy, but um, you know, I, but I think that's the way it is in a lot of places. It, it, I just look at, you know, Montreal appreciates certain players. They appreciate their players for we have, Montreal's a very, most Canada's are very knowledgeable when it comes to, you know, their, their national pastime. They, they know the guys that are, blue collar guys they know the guys that are the top of the mountain when it comes to scoring goals and you know power play guys and offensive guys and they know they you know the guys that would fight and and the guys that would hit and things like that and and dallas probably in the beginning you know they're football right and so they're used to seeing people hit all the time but now all of a sudden there's these guys on these quarter inch blades and they're carrying hockey sticks and they're swinging them around and and they fight and, you know, and, and they're not getting kicked out of games or like, man, it's okay to fight, you know? So I think in the beginning, you know, like I said, I, and, and what really made it nice in, in, in Dallas here in reunion was the glass. The glass was very forgiving. It, it would like, there's some rinks where you actually think that you're, you're hitting a brick wall. This glass would give and it was loud. <laughs> and so sometimes when you'd hit guys, it sounded worse than what it really was. So, um, and, and I think, you know, from, you know, benefit of us and, um, the fans kind of enjoyed what was going on. We had a, we had a pretty good year, our first year here and, you know, playoffs and things like that. And so for a new sport and a, you know, a bunch of guys coming to Texas and, you know, being a Northern sport, as far as everybody's concerned and, um, you know, it was great here. I mean, there's a reason I stayed here, obviously, I mean, I've been here the whole time. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I love it here. I think I, there's not many guys that, you know, right. They may not, might not all stay here 24 or, you know, 24 seven, but they make sure they get back. Whether this is true or not, I have found a 1988, 89 Craig Ludwig, Montreal Canadian Stanley cup finals game worn Jersey with the 1989 Stanley cup finals, inaugural Stanley cup finals patch currently going for $3,605. No kidding. That's Canadian dollars, though, probably. So that's about a dollar, a buck, buck sixty or something. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is there... Is there ever something like you see this online and are you like, whatever, or do you say to yourself, you know what, probably should have tucked that sweater in the uh, bag and went home? Uh, no, 
I, I don't, it's not a, as a matter of fact, my, my game worn Jersey from 99, um, Toby Keith, um, we had a bit of a relationship, uh, Billy Heward and anyway, um, Joey Floyd, one of his guitarists, um, was having some health issues and there was a, there was a benefit that they were doing. And so I actually gave them my game worn Jersey for, for the auction or whatever they were doing for Joey. So, um, I'm, I'm really not into that stuff. Um, into the jerseys and as a matter of fact i'm in the process of turning a a garage that i've <clears throat> my dad had built up north and, and turned into a little cabin uh up in wisconsin and so i i've even tinkered around like i've got some jerseys uh like larry robinson's and i got chelios's wow and, and you know those kind of jerseys and i was man that'd be cool for a wall one wall in there and then i thought oh. no I'm, I'm not turning this into a hockey kind yeah. of related so well, you um, could so, pay yeah. for that cabin by selling a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but wow! Um, I mean, those are a couple of legends, though. I mean, I know they're your teammates, oh, yeah. but yeah, 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 yeah. We um, well, at the end of the year, all the time in Montreal, um, you know, you, your your last day, you know, go in, you know, get all the stuff that you're going to take home with you for the summer. And uh, our our trainer at the time, Eddie Palachuk, well, he's he's gone now, but um, <laughs> Chelly and I would usually try to one of us would keep eddie a little occupied and we'd take turns walking into the uh jersey room so <laughs> we'd, come, we'd come out with a couple belly fulls of shirts every every year so um, oh that is uh that is great all yeah. right Oh, all right. Yeah. We're going to get into stars. So now when, but... you, when you watch Chris Chelios on, uh, yeah. ESPN, you can remember that story. That is yeah. funny. That is uh that is greatness. All right. So we're going to get into the game last night, but I did have a, before I forget. So this week, the logo designer for the Hartford Whalers passed away. And I thought to myself, the next time I talk to Craig, I'm going to ask him for all his years via college minor leagues, Pro, was there a logo that stuck out to you as far as original, uh, one that maybe you wore, or maybe one when you were on the ice, you said, that's a really cool looking logo? You know, the best, best logo ever is in the minor leagues. Okay. Because I never played there. So I never had to wear one or see one. I got one too. So in the minor league. So, oh, no, oh you never. You know, that's no. it. See, see, yeah, all right. You need to pay attention a little I, more. No, gonna, no, no. If you're going to drive this bus, you need to be tuned <laughs> I in. I was paying attention. Easy. <clears throat> but, see, that is the subtle Craig Ludwig. I mean, how many hockey players make the jump straight up to the NHL? We're seeing Wyatt Johnston do it, but you did it. Yeah, not not, not as many with less talent there. Or, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Like, like the, all the superstar dudes, they, they do it. I was... You know what, for me, I, I, I've said this ever since I got to college, I, I was just, I just, I was always in the right place at the right time from the standpoint of the team that you're playing on, the need of position at the time, the style that they played, the role that you played, you know, I, I walked into Montreal and, and man, the year I was driving to Montreal and I was in, I can remember I was, I was halfway uh, there. I just had gotten into Canada out of Wisconsin and, 
and I heard on the radio that they had trade made a trade, the Montreal Canadiens and the Washington Capitals, and they traded Rod Langway and Brian Engblom um, away. And all of a sudden there were two defensemen, two big time defensemen that had been traded. And, you know, I just, I got to camp and it, it just worked out. And, and, uh, you know, they, Jacques, Jacques Lappy, Jacques Laperriere, the uh, hall of fame defenseman at the time, he was a D coach and, you know, he just, he liked the style. The team had a certain style. <clears throat> the MO was to, you know, win hockey games two to one and play a physical game and keep the puck out of your own net. And so I just kind of rolled into that and it, it fit and I fit a little bit and, you know, and then you get to Dallas and, and, you know, I've got Rick Wilson as a D coach. I had Rick Wilson in college um, as my D coach. And so, you know, he knew my style and Bob Ganey was here. We played together in Montreal. Bob was our captain in Montreal. Now he's the general manager here in Minnesota. And you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. I just look at a lot of those things and I'm not, I'm not a abnormal in that way. I mean, there's, you know, there's the upper 10, 15, 20% of players that belong in the league and the other guys they carve their they carve their careers out you know they know who they are they understand who they are and they understand what they've got to do to uh you know to survive i mean Vern fiddler's got a great story you know i mean he spent a bunch of years and they in the minors and you know they told him like hey you get called up and here's who you're going to be and you know we don't care if you're scoring 20 25 goals in the, in the minors but this is this is the position we need and he you know and he worked at that and and now he's you know he became a great player in the yeah. nhl so yeah, and I was sitting last night up in the suite. I'm sitting with Blake Como, and I look at another guy. You know, I mean, Blake Como was such a a key piece. Um, I was shocked when he retired. I didn't know. You know, I I thought he definitely he was a great great player here in Dallas. So um, yeah, how's anyway, he doing? You know, those, the, the, just go up and down the rosters, and you're gonna you're gonna see guys yeah. that Joel Hanley, that, that role. Yeah, absolutely. So there was a CHL team that went defunct in 2001 in Macon, Georgia, and they were called the Macon Whoopie. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the best logo. I actually tried to buy the logo, but was on. You probably didn't even know what it meant, though. <laughs> Maybe. Their logo was a stork with a hockey stick. I thought that was You're cool. probably wearing that jersey around every night you get home. <laughs> I don't wear jerseys in my house, sir. Uh, well, that's a bad visual right now. But okay. <laughs> I don't fit well in jerseys. <laughs> All right. So uh, one of the things that has come up in this series that we've seen a couple of times, obviously Joe Pavelski um, with the four goals. Oh, what's he done? Yeah. Is he's he done anything pretty lately? good. Pretty good. Four goals and then a goal last night. So that's five. And then his roommate, Wyatt Johnston, had a heck of a game last night. But I wanted to ask you about the art. That's his of- stepson. It's not a roommate anymore. It's a stepson. <laughs> You think he's tired of hearing that story, by the way, being asked, like, what's it like living with Joe Pavelski? That's probably like you know the, when, when things are going as yeah, well doesn't as matter. for yeah. Wyatt, he's happy to tell the story, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I still, one of my favorite Craig Ludwig stories, as we randomly talk on this podcast, is your Knuckles Nyland Montreal story, where yeah. as soon as you got to training camp, he took you under his wing. You know, he, he you know, he said, stick with me. And then what happened? America, us Americans stick together, he yep. told me. Yeah. And then he ended up beating the hell out of me in our very first scrimmage. <laughs> Skated right, right, right off the face off, came right at me. <laughs> like, I was laying on my back looking up at him like, what, what, what happened to that talk we had like a couple days ago? Oh, that doesn't count out here. 
So yeah, <laughs> I just talked to Nux two days ago. <clears throat> Nux has got a great podcast that he's doing. Now That's too. great. That's awesome. Yeah, Knuckles Nylon. Yeah, right. absolutely. Still got the Boston accent after all these years. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I still can't understand. Them. <laughs> 